You're listening to the Brand Ambition Podcast. Here he is, the owner of Asai TV, lead singer of the One-Eyed Buffalo, former pro wrestler, former army soldier, published author, cat lover, host of Go There, Eat That, Super Proud Dad, and all that, Brandon Bishop. Hey everybody! I know that was loud. That actually was loud in my headphones. But I'm excited. I can be loud. Today's my birthday, right? When it's your birthday, you can do whatever the hell you want to do. And I feel like being loud because I'm so excited that it's my birthday. I've only had 48 of these. 48 of these in my entire life. How many thousands and thousands of days have I been alive? Only 48 of them have been my birthday. So rejoice, everybody. Rejoice, celebrate, dance in the streets. I'm sure there's parades all over the nation, possibly all over the world, in my birthday honor. And I tell you what, it's just me and my cat today, and uh, she's celebrating my birthday by being maniacal. She's lost her freaking mind. Every I just got back from Vegas. I was like gone for five days or four and a half days, whatever. And whenever I get back from a trip that's longer than just a couple days, she is batshit crazy for like three or four days. It's it, Today's like the third or fourth day I've been home, so hopefully it starts to you know die down a little bit, her craziness. It's just guttural meowing that starts at like five o'clock in the morning and doesn't stop. It's like literally, if I didn't have to chase her off or pick her up, Like, you can't always pick up your cat. You can't always lay down and let her snuggle you because this cat wants to be in my mouth at all times. I don't understand it. She wants to put her wet nose on my neck, and it's gross. And 16 years I've had this cat. On November 3rd is her 16th birthday. And and yes, we are going to party. We're going to hit the town. We're going to go to all the bars. I'm going to get this cat messed up, and she's going to be drunk, and she's probably going to throw up everywhere. But she throws up everywhere anyways. Three times this week she threw up on my bed. And it's not like gross food throw up. It's just water with a big clump of fur because she's stupid. How in 16 years, the cat's smart enough to know where her box is, right? She's smart enough to meow at me when her water bowl's empty. She doesn't even like dirty water bowls. If it's got like a little ew on the bottom or something like that, she'll be like, meow, 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 clean my effing bowl. When I'm taking a dump, she hops into the bathtub, meows at me because she wants me to turn on the water faucet and the bathtub so she can drink that water. She loves drinking water. This cat drinks more water than freaking like cross-country joggers or whatever they call them. It, it's, it's insane. But how is she not smart enough? How is she not smart enough to realize that eating her fur, eating, she licks herself and then she'd be like, and then pull out a clump of fur. And the next thing you know, it's gone like down her throat. How is she not smart enough to know that that make that equals barfing? Now, normally when she throws up, she goes by her cat box. There's like a little plastic rug there type of thing, like a vinyl rug. I put that there for a reason because sometimes she'll step in her shit when she's taking a dump because honestly, I'm not really great on cleaning cat boxes on time. I don't do it every day. Sometimes I don't do it every week. Uh, So that's my fault. I get that. I'm sorry. I'm a dick. Whatever. Forgive me, kitty cat. Marcy J. Cat someday will forgive me for that. But how did I just don't understand? And three times this week, three. And keep in mind, I've been home for four days. So just about every day, I've woken up with a big wet pile with a big clump of fur in the middle of it from her going, and that wakes me up. 
So she wakes me up when she barfs in my bed at 4 o'clock in the morning last night. She wakes me up again at 5.30 in the morning to squirk, meow, 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 which I'm sure you're going to hear in the background because I'm talking, she hears my voice, and she thinks I'm talking to her. And then she'll meow until I either sit down and she can get on my lap or lay down and she can get on my chest and do the whole nuzzle thing. And I'm just like, okay, dude, I have to work. I have a life. This is why I don't have a girlfriend, okay? This is why I'm not married, because I don't have that kind of time. This will be the last pet I ever have. I love my cat. I'm hoping she lives for several more years. She's 16. I know that's getting up there for cats. And, and she's not meowing because she's in pain. I do the check where you squeeze your cat. That's all a, that's all a veter- veterinarian does. It's like, hey, my cat. Check out my cat. And they squeeze it. And then they'll stick a needle into their bladder and test that. And see if anything's going on. And if they need to make money, then they'll make up something. You go, oh, yeah, your cat has blah, blah, blah. So you need to pay, you know, $1,300 and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, trust me. Not all veterinarians are like that. But several are. If you want to see if there's anything wrong with your cat, squeeze them. Just squeeze their belly, squeeze their back leg, squeeze everything. And you'll figure it out. If they twitch or anything, then, yeah, they're in pain. But she doesn't. And when she's on me, she's purring and so happy and... Anyways, I don't want to talk about my cat all day. I love her. She's going to make an appearance. I guarantee you that. It's been a busy ass, man. I haven't had a chance to do one of these in a couple of weeks because I've been on the road. I've been filming stuff and it's just been a busy, busy time. Uh, it's fall time. Winter time is when I do all the home studio stuff. When I... You know, you'll hear a podcast <laughs> on time every week because I'm just looking forward to doing it because I have nothing else going on. Though this winter is kind of shaping up to be busy with all the aside TV stuff and just all kinds of other stuff. But like I said, it's my birthday. I'm feeling good. The reason I'm feeling good is because I lost 23 pounds since the last time I did one of these podcasts. And you get to watch this whole process happen and experience it with me because I filmed the entire process over the last two and a half weeks. Originally, I was going to lose 25 pounds in two weeks, but then I realized that, and I wanted to end it on my birthday, which is today, and I'm going to weigh myself tomorrow. That'll be the last episode uh, tomorrow morning. But I realized that I'll be in Vegas like in two weeks and I'm like, oh, geez, there's no way I'm going to lose weight in Vegas. And I did not. Um, I gained three pounds in Vegas, which isn't a lot. Usually I gain, you know, 75 pounds in Vegas because it has all my favorite restaurants. Anyway, um, you, you basically, I filmed it all on my phone, which is weird because I'm usually holding giant cameras, but I don't want to hold giant cameras when it, when I'm doing selfie stuff, like with just myself, I don't, it's too hard. I don't want to set up a tripod. I don't want to carry a tripod down the Las Vegas strip with me. I don't want to do all, it's just too hard. My camera weighs 15 pounds. Like, what am I, it, yes, it'd be extra exercise, but too hard. So I did it all on my phone, which phone technology is incredible these days. Um, it, it's ridiculous what you can do with a phone. So I, I have 13 going on 14 episodes. Uh, they're all lot 20 to 30 minutes long. And it's just from being 269 pounds to being 246 pounds. Uh, which I am right now. I'm very proud of myself. My goal is 244, which I'm hoping I can reach tomorrow um, when I do my final weigh-in. If I'm within a pound, then fine. I I'll can still consider it a major win for your friend Brandon here. Um, 
I think it's going to be called the Brandon Bishop Project. I'm not 100% sure. That's what I named it in the title, so I guess I'm stuck with it. But yeah, 13 going on 14 episodes. It's incredible. Like That's a, that's a lot of content, and I'm going to put it on YouTube. It's not an SI TV show, so you can watch if you really want to. Um, I need content for my YouTube channel, so there you go. It's got a lot of a lot of guest superstars on there. Like uh, Heath is in Vegas with me and my son is, you know, we go down to Meow Wolf. We go to Bishop's Castle, which is not my personal castle, but it's here in Colorado. Look it up if you want to check it out. Um, Chelsea Green, you know, just all these different awesome people are all over it. And uh, I think even Deanna Perrazzo, if you don't know these people, then you're not a wrestling fan. If you are a wrestling fan, you know, I'm like the back of your hand. Um, It was just a really good time in Vegas. Got a, not as much done as I would have appreciated. Um, a lot of people don't really realize that, hey, I'm not just out here having fun. And this goes to everybody. Like everybody attached to a side TV, all the subscribers, everybody in the freaking world. I have fun doing this. But you can have fun working at Safeway stocking shelves if you really put your mind to it. I, uh, this is a lot of work. And the work doesn't end like after the camera gets put back in the bag. The work begins at that point uh, with editing and all that stuff. So, ah, uh, man. Um, yeah, it, uh, my time is very valuable. It is. It just is. My time is just as valuable as anyone I work with. So um, I respect people that respect my time. If you do not respect my time, then, you know, F you. I mean that. You could be one of my best friends. Screw you. Like, don't piss me off. Like, just don't do that. Okay. This is what I do for a living. This is how I keep a roof over the head. This is how I, you know, make a living. It's as simple as that. Man, my phone is blowing up. Oof. My mom's husband, Ron, who's one of the most awesome people ever. He's a big Michigan Wolverines fan. And I guess if I had to pick a college football team, I'm not a sports fan at all anymore. Um, I'm actually going to talk about that a little bit later, but I'd, I'd be a Wolverines fan too. Absolutely. I guess there's a game on right now. I was watching it before I did this, but this is more important. Anyways, my time's valuable. And when I don't get things done that are pretty damn simple to get done, like, Hey, I need 10 minutes of your time to get this done. And if it doesn't happen, that makes me want to walk away from whoever I'm working with. So love you a bunch seriously, but that goes for everybody that I work for. It's not a threat. It's a promise. <laughs> like the quickest way to get rid of your friend Brandon is to uh, waste my time and money, which I think a little bit got wasted this weekend. But I got to film my fitness thing. And like I said, I've lost 23 pounds. Very proud of myself. I feel good. You never know how good you feel until you feel bad. No, I said that backwards. <laughs> and now I'm choking. <laughs> I have these shakes. And sometimes they stick in the back of your throat. You never know how bad you feel until you feel good. That's what I meant to say. So if you're going to ask me how I did it, um, a lot of it was just straight willpower, light exercise, and I drink these little shakes that I make in my Vitamix every blender every day. Um, banana, spinach, pecans, uh, some collagen, a little bit of uh, protein, uh, blueberries, Vanilla-flavored, unsweetened almond milk. I know I'm forgetting something else. Oh, but they're really good. And um, you can play around with them to get whatever you need out of them. But I really enjoy drinking these, and they really fill me up. So, Plus oatmeal, 
<laughs> I eat a burger patty every day with vegetables on the side. I'm not struggling at all, and I'm not hungry at all, which is great. So, yeah, it's a win for your friend Brandon. I'm hoping to get to 244 tomorrow so I can have an actual win. But like I said, within a pound, if it's 245.3, I'm still going to chalk it up to a victory because I lost, at that point, 24 pounds. And that's... uh that's big. And that's just the start, too. I have another 24 to lose, and I plan on doing it. But uh, the, the second part's actually a lot more exercise and a lot more, uh, you know, actually going to a gym, which I hate. <sighs> Anyways, what are we talking about today? It's my birthday. I got in shape. Went to Vegas. Um, I went to Vegas for four different shows. This is kind of what I'm getting into with the wasting my time. Told everybody the dates I'll be there. And... Um, made very clear that I'm coming there to film your shows. And uh, one couldn't get off of work, which is like, okay, you had three weeks, whatever. One I just never heard from, and it's a big one, so I'm like kind of pissed off about that. Hey, come at me in the fall. We'll get this thing. I can't wait. And then I call and call and call, and or message, message, message these days, and no return. So, you know, I'm just a big piece of shit, apparently. Um, the third, I actually got an episode of, but not everything I needed. So I'm not too happy about that. And the fourth it was supposed to be at a restaurant called The Beast, which is inside Area 15. And the guy we were talking to was laid off. So I, you know, booked this flight and I finagle my way to stay with some people and all these things and all the Ubers, all the food, all the travel expenses and blah, 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 blah. They all add up people. A simple trip to Vegas isn't just a flight. Okay. There's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot of getting around. There's a lot of, you know, gas and just everything you can think of. I could have stayed home. (laughs) Okay. I could have stayed home. I was excited about this Vegas trip. Oh, and the other one, um, we were supposed to film more with, uh, Stephen Piercy from Rat, and I uh, really, we really need that. We, I really want that, but I never got the dates to do it. So I tell everybody the dates I'll be there, and then it's like, oh, those aren't the dates. Thanks a lot. You never gave me a date. You never gave me a time. You never gave me a location. I know nothing. I can't read people's minds. Okay? Do you understand that? I, I can't read your mind just because you know what's going on, and just because you know I, you want me there, just because you want my cameras there, doesn't mean I can put it all together with straight up ESPN or whatever the hell you call it. I don't have, I, I, I can't just learn things by osmosis. As soon as you, you have to communicate, people. Now I'm the ultimate communicator. I kick ass at communicating. I'll bug the shit out of you until I get what I want. And I want people to do that with us. Make me feel like I'm fucking important and not wasting my goddamn life doing this shit, okay? It pisses me off. It really does. I want to be filming all of these shows. But when I find out the day before I go there that you no longer work for the place and that shoots off, and then I find I can't get a hold of the person even though I've been reaching out for a month and a half... Okay, that one's canceled. Oh, you can't get off of work. Okay, that one's canceled. Oh, I need 15 minutes of your time to finish the thing we have filmed here. Oh, you can't? You can't give me 15 minutes? Okay, fine. Go film it on your phone. It's going to look like shit. It's not my problem. It's your life story. Do I sound a little pissed off? (laughs) I'm really not because it's my birthday. (laughs) I'm 48 years old. 
I've got 30 good years left, maybe. No, I'm not even 30 good years. I got like 25 good years left and then maybe 35 period those last 10 years, you know, in your 70s and early 80s, if I make it that far, which I'm hoping with this new diet and this new outlook on life and this new exercise plan, I feel young. I do. I'm even sleeping better because I got this app and no, they're not paying me, but it's called, uh, it's called, uh, shut eye, get the app, look it up. There's like different, you like rain. You can listen to rain and thunderstorms and then it monitors your sleeping. I know it's a little creepy, but, um, it tells you when you're snoring, it tells you the quality of sleep that you got. It tells you if you fart, it tells you if you talk in your sleep, it tells you when there's animals in the background meowing, which is the main thing. I didn't snore at all last night which I figured I snore because I wake up with a sore throat sometimes, but I've had this thing for a week. It's like $9.99 a month. Yes, it's a little pricey, but I'm only going to keep it for a couple months just to see what's going on. But I haven't, I've only snored like three times this week, like, and that's about it. And it wasn't even like a sleep apnea type of thing. It was just a, whatever, we all do that. Anyway. It's a cool app. You should get it. So yeah, with all of these things and all of these, uh, I'm sorry, I'm being distracted. You know what? I want to talk about something real quick. And I'm also going to talk about this later today. I'm doing two podcasts today. So I'm going to try to wrap this one up kind of quick um, so I can speak. You know, people, I, I put three sneak peeks of the Stephen Piercy documentary, Nothing to Lose, on uh, YouTube. And it really blew up our YouTube page. I'm very grateful for uh, Steven. I'm grateful for having this as a part of uh, a side TV. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do with the documentary. Now that our uh, time airing it has run out. We're still going to air it, but, you know. But these comments, man, I'm getting tired of erasing them and blocking people. I'm, I'm tired of it. Okay, Paige Rhodes, P-A-G-E. R-H-O-A-D-S is the person's name. Look him up and tell him they're stupid. Like, uh, what, what part of your freaking brain, what part of your sad, miserable freaking life would make you watch these videos and, go, and then post and take your time out of your life four minutes ago to post, he looks extremely rough. Why, why even say that? Why, why are you just putting negativity out into the fucking world for no reason? You get nothing out of it. You're not, nobody's liking your thing. Everyone thinks you're stupid. Uh, I, I don't, I don't get it. And that's like nice. L- listen, Stephen Piercy has been a rock star his entire life. I don't think he looks rough at all. I could barely keep up with him when I was filming with him in, in Los Angeles and San Diego. We, He's still on stage for an hour and a half every night or whenever he's playing, not every night, but, and the guy's in his sixties, like who the fuck are you Paige? and everybody else leaving these shitty comments? Who are you? You're nobody. Is that all the attention you get is just putting out negativity and posting shitty comments on things. Now I got to hang on. I'm going to block this fucking idiot and remove their shit. I'm done with you people. I, I don't understand. Like, what, what, what is your life? What is your life? That all, if you don't, whatever happened to, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all. That lesson needs to be applied 
now more than ever. You're an idiot. Like, I just don't get it. It's a documentary about a guy celebrating his life, going back to his roots, going back to his mom's house where he grew up, where his mom passed away. And his dad, actually, his stepdad or whatever, in this house that we gained access to. And we're walking around. We're showing old pictures that line up with the new footage. And it's so cool, man. And I'm in, like, I'm a huge Rat fan. I'm a huge Stephen Piercy fan. And I'm geeking out. And it's like, and most of the comments have been really positive. Thank you. Awesome. But who the, f- who are these people? I guarantee you they all voted for Trump. I, I don't know why I know that. I just know. I just know. I don't know. Maybe not, actually. Honestly, the the left side and their whole cancel culture bullshit is just as bad. I, so there's there's shitty people. You, you can't pigeonhole anybody. I apologize for doing that. I'm sure there's just wonderful people out there that voted for Trump. Dumb, but wonderful. I, I just... Mm, I just don't understand how shitty your life is that you just go, oh, oh, he looks extremely rough. I'm sure you're a goddamn beauty queen, Paige. I'm sure when people look at you, their jaws drop. There's no picture of you to, uh... And then here's the thing. Here's today's culture. If I was to find Paige Rhodes and say, hey... You're stupid. Why don't you keep your stupid mouth shut? If you don't have nothing nice to say, shut the fuck up. If I came out there and said that, Paige would automatically be the victim, wouldn't she? She'd be like, oh my God, I can't believe he talked to me like that. Cancel TV. Cancel this guy. Ah, I can't believe it. Fucking stupid people. I'm just tired. I'm tired of stupid people. I'm tired of disrespectful people. I'm tired of shitty people all around. I really am. I'm tired of the assholes that thump their shitty fucking bass music through neighborhoods at all hours. I don't care if it's three in the afternoon. I don't care if you're playing my favorite song. I'm tired of listening to your shit in my living room. I'm tired of people that smoke outside of entrances. I'm tired of people that cuss in front of kids and fight on airplanes. And I'm tired of sports fans that are screaming at each other and wanting to fight in the streets. It's so fucking stupid. If you're any of that, please do not listen to this podcast. Cancel your subscription to a Thai TV and go the fuck away. I'm tired of you negative. You're making me just negative. I don't want to be negative on my birthday. I've only had 48 of these in my life. <laughs> For some reason, when I, when I said 48, I did it with my fingers. Four, eight. <sighs> okay, let's talk positive stuff. What else do we got? Oh, here's something positive. Yeah, my car situation has not been fixed. I've been on the road. Uh, And here's the thing. I don't want to throw thousands of dollars at something I don't want, and I can't find anything that I want. I want a minivan or a cargo van. Why the hell is that so goddamn hard to find what I want? Why is it so hard to find a dealership that I can work with with an open mind that would want to work out some fun deal with a side TV or even I could do film work for you? Every car dealership needs film work. Are you kidding me? That's like the main source of advertising. I can do a voiceover for a car commercial. Absolutely. Come on down to Bishop Ford. I mean, you, I can do this. I can make your business look amazing, but I, I just can't find it. And it's not for a lack of trying. I've been trying and I keep getting uh, I'll give you a call back. Anyway, it's not about making the payments. I can make the payments. It's not about any of that shit. I just, 
don't want to waste money and I don't want to invest anything into something I don't thoroughly want. I need a van that's going to get me around the country without issue. A van that I can, man, my phone is blowing the F up. <sighs> Stop. And I've said this a lot, the whole van life thing. I don't want to live in a van full time, but I do want to live in a van for weeks at a time. So I'll put a fridge in there. I'll put a bed in there. I'll put an editing station and an office in there. I'll put, I got a little toilet already that I've bought for like a hundred bucks. It's a little plastic toilet. It flushes and dissolves. It's a little cassette toilet. You take it out and you dump it wherever the hell you dump it. But I'm, I'm ready. I just need the goddamn van. <laughs> I want to be on the road. I want to leave here and go, okay, we're going down to Phoenix. I'm going to pick up Hillary. We're going to film for three days. Then I'm going to go up to Vegas. We're going to film with Ricky and Steven and, and do everything that we do up there. Then I'm going to go up to Seattle and we're going to film with Garrett. And uh, uh, we got a couple things in the works up there that could happen. Then I'm going to drive all the way across Montana. And along the way, I'm going to film Hotel Awesome and another show called On the Roadside and just Go on and on. We'll go to New York City, film with Eddie. We'll go down to Florida where we have like four shows waiting. Uh, and everywhere in between, we'll stop in in uh, South Carolina, film with Heath. We'll just, dude, there's so much. And I can't keep flying everywhere and buying hotels. Like for my monthly payment on a van, which would be like, what, five, six hundred bucks with insurance, maybe 700 bucks. That I spend that in a week on just hotels. Not to mention the flight, not to mention a rental car, not to mention the gas. And yes, I'll have gas, but it's just, it makes no sense. And I don't mind sleeping in a van. I actually really, really enjoyed it. I mean, on YouTube right now, there's a, a whole like hour long documentary of my trip between Colorado and, and Washington state where I stayed in a van for four days or three days, whatever it was. And I loved it. And just pull over in the side of any road, go down. I could pull over at the Grand Canyon and just set up shop. There I am. I'm editing film while I'm looking over the Grand Canyon. Just, oh man, it's just, I can't wait. And yes, I have responsibilities. I'm a father. I have a cat. Um, the kid doesn't always like to travel, so he's not always going to be able to go with me. The cat hates being in a car, so obviously I'll have to find someone to watch her. But I just, uh, man, <laughs> it would save me a lot of money, and it would just be a lot of fun. And I could film things. I could film a show about just being in the van. And put that on a side TV, van life, with a side TV van life, whatever. I'll put that on YouTube as well. It's, you see what I'm getting at here? <laughs> it's, it's the right call. And I just have to find the right thing to, uh, the right vehicle, the right people to work with, the right person to get a van from. And it's going to happen. It always does. Just got to wait. And right now I can get around town barely, but it's uh, affecting my relationship with my kid. I'm not happy about that. I've been never late, never absent once in 14 years until this. So I've been renting cars and that's adding up. And it's just, uh, it's pissing me off a little bit, to be honest with you. Um, I've been pooping a lot. Does that, <laughs> in this YouTube series, I'm going to go back to that real quick because I don't want to talk about the car thing right now. Um, I've learned two things. And not only do my shakes, oh my God, my shakes, they make you poop. Like literally, I'm probably going to have to pause this and go poop. And if you don't want to hear this, then fast forward. I don't give a shit. It's my podcast. You hit play. And uh, this is the kind of stuff I talk about. I talk about pooping. If you need to poop, maybe you should listen and figure out how to poop. I did discover one thing in Vegas, though. 
I've been stopping at Dunkin' Donuts. Not for donuts, not for any food whatsoever, just for the coffee. A large Americano with an extra shot of espresso and one cream will turn you into a cappuccino machine. Yes, you will be a coffee pot. It's disgusting, whatever, but it cleanses you out, man. Between that and my shakes, which I was not able to make in Vegas, um, geez, I mean, it's just been one trip to the toilet after another, sometimes three times a day. And I think that's a, a main element to losing all this weight is getting rid of all that garbage that's been inside of me for who knows how long. Ha! <sighs> but, um, man, <laughs> I'll tell you what, it cleans you out. Plus I've been eating these like hundred calorie, uh, oatmeal. It's like there's 100 calories, there's low sugar, no sodium, whatever, and they're wonderful. I eat one of those before I go to bed if I'm still hungry because not only does it fill you up, but overnight it does things to your tummy and it makes you poop. There you go. That's all I wanted to say, just things that make you poop. I put that on this. Yes, I still write out my, uh, my shows on paper, and it says things to make you poop. So there you go. If you need to poop, try it out. Make one of these shakes. I told you what was in it earlier and uh, eat some oatmeal and then go to Dunkin' Donuts and <laughs> get a Americana with an extra shot of espresso and one cream and you'll poop. I just like saying poop. It's my birthday. I'll say whatever I want to. Poop. I'm going to poop on my birthday as soon as I'm done talking to you people. I'm going to poop a lot. Maybe I'll keep the microphone on and I'll poop while I'm talking to you. What do you got? What are you going to say about that? Huh? Is it okay? Can I poop? It's disgusting. Might be the first time it's ever been done on a podcast. We could make a uh, radio history. I'm on the toilet pooping. I could be pooping right now. You would never know. Okay, I'm going to shut up now. Uh, Ring of Honor. Uh, man, it's just, this is all bad news, man. I mean, not all bad news. I, I, I did, you know, lose weight. There's that. Let me go back to Vegas before I talk about Ring of Honor. Um, I know I'm all over the place, but I'm not getting sponsorships for this show yet. So when I start making money, I'll format it a little nicer. Maybe I'll have more special guests and all that stuff. But right now, I literally just, this is therapy for me. I don't care if I make any money on this podcast. I do the Asai TV podcast, which I'm going to do after this. That we do make money on sometimes, so... Yeah, we'll just uh, make thousands and possibly millions of dollars on that later. And this is just my therapy. It's my outlet. It's my uh, uh, pressure valve. Like, just gets it all out. But Vegas, um, like I said, we filmed with Heath. We'll have a new episode of that here pretty soon. Uh, One thing I did do when I filmed it was uh, I walked the length of the New York, the New York strip. That's that's a fucking steak. I I must be hungry. Uh, The Las Vegas strip. I started at Circus Circus. I walked all the way to Mandalay Bay. And then I walked all the way from Mandalay Bay back to Circus Circus. 11 and a half miles. That day I ended up walking 14 miles. Um, I hate the the Las Vegas strip. (laughs) It's a giant cigarette. Uh, it's expensive. It's just junk food everywhere. Oh, man. But I like the walk. I had a 15-pound backpack on my back. And, I, you know, I really thought between that and all the – I walked a total in, I'll say, four days, including airports. 
I walked a total well, four and a half days. I walked a total of 32 miles in that four and a half day period. That is a metric ton of steps. Okay. And I, um, I'm very proud of that. Now, what did I eat? I had a couple of white castles because that's just what I do. I'm sorry. I'm addicted to white castles. I get two jalapeno doubles and that is all. And once you've had white castles, you don't need them for like the rest of the month. You're good. Okay. And, and then if I have a fix here in Colorado where they do not have an actual physical white castles, I just go to the store and get them in a box. They have the jalapeno ones, a safe way. Boom. Okay. And then I'm good for another month. But yeah, I had the two white castles. I ate at hash house of go-go, which they had this giant breakfast thing, like fried chicken on top of mashed potatoes on top of everything else. But I only ate like half of it because I just couldn't keep it down. My stomach has shrunk a lot. Uh, the worst meal that I think I had, which I, I was with Heath at a place called the Golden Tiki, which I love the Golden Tiki. Don't get me wrong. Uh, it's an amazing place. When in Vegas, you go to the Golden Tiki. And I had a, uh, a big ball of fried rice with an egg on it. And it had Spam in there. I had Spam Masubi before that. And I ate all of it. I ate the hell out of it. And Heath ordered this potato chip thing with drizzles all over it and some dip and all that. Uh, Heath hated everything that he ordered. <laughs> I had to order him some coconut shrimp just so he'd have something to eat. Um, this, he ordered some tuna tartare thing that tasted and looked and smelled like cat food that my cat probably wouldn't even eat. Uh, and then he didn't like the potato chip thing because it's literally potato chip with like honey and some spinach dip, whatever. But um, I felt bad for him, but he loved the place because uh, the place is awesome. The Spam Masubi was great. The fried rice was amazing. Even the coconut shrimp was really good, and I hate shrimp, so um, highly recommend the Golden Tiki, but that's the other thing I ate, and then I went out to the Pioneer Saloon for like the 50th time, because I love that place. It calls to me. They have new owners now. I don't know how I feel about that, but the, um, oh, my son, finally, at 2.22 p.m., wishes me happy birthday. Yay. My mom wants to know why she can't share my podcast on Facebook. You probably shouldn't, Mom. <laughs> it's it's laced in profanities, and uh, but it's not done yet. So I'm going to text her back and try not to forget what I was talking about. Oh, um, I went to the Pioneer Saloon, had a ghost burger because it's a good burger, and it's got like ghost sauce on it, pepper sauce, whatever. And I just love the place. Um, it's a 120-year-old saloon out in the middle of Good Springs, Nevada. And it's like the only thing operational in Good Springs, Nevada. And uh, it's almost a ghost town, whatever. If you haven't been to Pioneer Saloon, look it up. Put that on your itinerary next time you're in Vegas, too. And I need a drink of this shake. If you don't drink it fast, it gets warm, then it's not so great. Hang on. Mm. Mm. Oh, it's still very cold. Awesome. Okay. Um. <laughs> What else did I do? Oh, uh, while walking on the Vegas Strip, I was going to tell you about the football fans. Um, they're just awful. It was Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders, which is still weird to say, versus the Philadelphia Eagles, which which there was like a blend of those two fans walking to the Strip towards Allegiant Stadium, which is a beautiful stadium. I think they had SummerSlam there last year or whatever, or this year. But God, football fans just yelling at each other in the street on the sidewalks, just posturing and drunk. Who drinks? I got to the strip at 8.30 and walked until, I think, like 1 o'clock or whatever it was. 
And who gets drunk? I just had this discussion with my mom, actually. <clears throat> and um, I'm so grateful that I'm not a drunk. I drink occasionally when I'm singing in a band. I drink a little more because it loosens me up, but I usually sweat that right out. But who the hell gets stumbling, speech slurring drunk in the daytime? I, I can't even fathom normally. Like maybe if I'm at a barbecue and someone gives me a, like a, a cool beer, like an Oktoberfest beer or something and, or a pumpkin ale or whatever the hell. Uh, yes, I'll have it with a burger or I'll have it, you know, with food or something. And just sometimes a cold beer is just really perfect, you know, but I, I don't. And, and this shit starts on the airplane. Like these Philly fans, I love Philadelphia, don't get me wrong, but you know these Eagles fans get on the plane and they start buying shots. And I, I, I see this all the time because I fly all the time and I'm just looking, you can't do a two to three hour flight without getting hammered? Okay, if you're scared to fly, I could see like, okay, I need something to calm my nerves, blah, blah, blah. But don't, just take one little bottle, they, they give you little bottles and they usually pour them in a cup or mix it up for you. Just drink one drink and calm your shit down. If you're getting plastered on a two-hour flight, you're a loser. And I mean that. You are a loser. I, mm, I've been around drunks a lot, man, between wrestling and performing and singing in bars my whole life, owning a bar, managing bars, just bars, bars, bars when I was younger. I um, just been around a lot of drunks, and I hate them. Um, I don't hate them as people. I just hate them as drunks. I feel bad for them. I feel better than them when I see people drinking and smoking, doing drugs, all of the above. I, I, I feel bad for you. I do. And, and I get it. You want to go out and have a good time at night with friends, you know, with a ride. Just be responsible if you're going to get stupid drunk. We've all been stupid drunk. It's been years for me, but... You don't have to get drunk on the airplane. You just don't. That's how these stupid people get in stupid fights. And I, I, they start stupid people arguing with each other and being intolerant of each other. I'm the most intolerant person in the world on an airplane. I hate everybody. That's why I have really nice headphones. And I just crank them as loud as they go. Like I get the little thing on the phone. It goes, which is actually louder than the music. So that makes no sense. The little warning, like you should, volume should be low. Why make that little notification beep so damn loud where it almost deafens me when the music I'm listening to doesn't, I got filters on my headphones. My phone doesn't realize that or anyway, it's just, I, I have to drown everybody out. I don't want to hear you, you know, opening rappers. I don't want to hear you chewing your food loud. I don't want to hear you in full loud ass discussions. It drives me absolutely crazy. I don't want to look around and see the dipshits not wearing masks because it just pisses me off. I don't want to wear one either. I hate them. They hurt the back of my ears. They won't let me wear the gator things anymore, so I have to wear the stupid ones that they approve, which is wrapped around your ears. I hate those things. I got, like, scars on the back of my ears from these stupid masks. I'm sure a lot of you do, too. And I look around, and it's some dipshit. I don't care. It doesn't apply to me. I'm above the law. No, fuck you. You, you just, you're stupid. You're ignorant, and you're a piece of shit. You're a disrespectful fucking garbage human being, and I hate you. Okay? That's just it. That's, just how, that's my attitude when I'm on airplanes. And I'm like that all the way until I get to my destination. 
Uh, then you go outside the airport and there's 500 people smoking right in front of the door, right under a no smoking sign. Like, why can't I punch these people in the neck? Why not? It should be legal. They're being stupid. They're breaking the laws. Why can't I break the rules and punch you in the fucking neck? I should be able to. That's all I'm saying. I should be allowed to, especially on my birthday. I'm going to go out right now. It's my birthday. I should have free reign to just punch people in the neck that are being stupid. If somebody's outside my building right now, smoking right outside the fucking door, I'm going to punch you in the neck. And you should get used to having neck issues because you're going to have a big hole in there someday soon that you're going to have to stick your thumb in just to talk. It's going to be, you know, it's what you get. With my luck, it'll probably be me that has to get a tracheotomy or a stoma, whatever they're called, because of your secondhand bullshit smoke. Fucking hate smokers. Oh, why am I being so negative on my birthday? Because people suck. Every year, this this is something that's kind of heartbreaking for me. I'm going to get personal with you. Every year, my birthday and Halloween, I spend with my son. So I get back from Vegas and I'm like, okay, I'm going to rent a car so we can go hang out and do fun stuff. And I was supposed to pick him up today. But um, he wants to spend Halloween at his mom's house this day. And it's not, here's the thing, it's not a competition between me and his mom, okay? I I get that. But Halloween's the one day that we have always spent together. And uh, it really crushed me when, um, when he said that. So he's 14 now. I missed his birthday because I was in Vegas. I was going to make it up to him this week. But... I can't. This is the first year in 14 years that I've not been there for him. I could blame the car, whatever. I can rent a car. I'm not worried about that, but it just sucks. Like when you hear shit, kids don't, and he's still a kid. He's 14, especially teenagers don't realize how bad they can fucking hurt us. Do they? And I know it's like, oh, this is a modern parent thing. Like back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, like you'd never hear a parent say that. Bullshit. I hurt my my mom all the time. She told me. Um, They just hit it better than I'm capable of doing it because I'm an emotional prick. Um, Yeah, it just sucks because we were so close. So close. And now he's doing all this independent shit and he wants to do this and he's got his own you know, preferences. And that's fine. That's what I told him. I said, you do whatever the hell you want to do. Okay. You just go out. If you want to go out with your friends, I get it. If you want to be at your mom's house, cause she's having a party, I get it. They have a bigger house. It's whatever. If you're having family over, I understand I do, but it doesn't make it feel any better. So maybe someday in your little brain, as it's progressing and growing and Whatever, you'll realize that your actions have consequences that other people feel, and it sucks. I've not bought him a birthday present this year because he's not told me anything that he's wanted. I haven't seen him. I haven't, it sucks. I hate it. It feels like we're, you know, pulling apart. And he's uh, my, dare I say, everything. I have a daughter in Detroit who I just met a couple years ago. I love her to death, but, you know, I barely get to see her, and it sucks. Um, I have a grandson now, believe it or not. I'm a 48-year-old grand granddad. How the hell did that happen? He's beautiful. He's amazing. He's one of the coolest kids. And I'm not just saying that because 
I had something to do with his creation. I'm just saying it's because it's true. He's a great kid, and I, I adore him. I've only met him once. So the only constant, you know, my mom, talk to her sometimes twice a day, every day. She's in Michigan, you know, where Charlotte is and where my grandson chances. And I don't get to see them a lot. Yes, it's a phone call away, and yes, we, we make those phone calls. It's not the same. My only constant besides this maniacal cat is my son. And for 14 years, dare I say 13 years, this last year has been, you know, I'm a teenager now and I'm going to do teenage shit and I get it. I told you I get it. Doesn't make it any easier. Oh, it just sucks, man. We were so close. We did everything together. Even like the last couple of weeks, we went out to, like I said, Bishop's Castle, and filmed uh, on the roadside out there together. Great trip. Hour there, hour back. He hates being in the car, but screw you. I said, we're going. I uh, drove down five hours to Santa Fe to take him to Meow Wolf down there, the original Meow Wolf. We filmed at the Meow Wolf they just opened in Denver. We've been doing all this fun stuff. And it's, you know, that teenage boy bullshit where, eh, it's all right. Which, you know, as parents, we at least as good parents, as present parents, as parents that are always trying to give your kids experiences and memories, we try so hard. And when it's not appreciated, we just eventually say, fuck it. Like, fine, go sit in your goddamn room and play video games since that's so fucking important. Guess what? I'm going to be dead, dead and gone when you're 42 years old. By the time you're my age, I'm not going to be here anymore, kid. And you're going to think back, and they will. I didn't have a dad, so I don't even know what that's fucking like. I had a stepdad for a while, whatever. We got along, I guess. Um, I was a shitty teenager, too. Probably worse than my kid is. So we didn't really click. And he's been gone for you know decades at this point. My mom's husband, Ron, is one of the coolest people I've ever met. But, you know... We're, you know, I'm not going to call him dad. You know, <laughs> he's not like, come on here, son. And it, no, it's not that kind of relationship. We're just close friends, you know. So I don't know what it's like to have a dad. So I really, really try to be the best damn dad I could be. And um, I think I'm, I've been good, but lately I feel like I'm not. I feel like, and, it, and it's the thing is, I feel like I'm not, and there's nothing I can do about it. It's on him. He's the one making me kind of null and void. And I'm, it, it, if I didn't care then I don't think I'd be a good dad, but I care too much. So um, I'm just going to let it play out. There's nothing I can do. I can't force this kid to keep doing shows with me. I can't force this kid to do Father, Son, and a Spooky Ghost and do his B.B. Oxmauser show. Um, if he doesn't want to do that stuff anymore, then fine. If he doesn't even want to be here anymore, then fine. I'll get my goddamn van and you'll never fucking see me until you call and say you want to. That's just how you got to be. I, I, it's tough love at this point. I've spoiled this kid. Yes, that is my fault. He has everything he's ever wanted. He's never had to ask for anything. He never has asked for anything, which makes it shitty during birthdays and stuff. Like, here's a Steam card. Go buy a video game. Anyways, that's personal shit, whatever. It's Like I said, it's uh, teenage stuff, and I'm uh, not ready for it. And that's, you know, I'm a very emotional person when it comes to him. I don't have a big family, so the family I do have, I tend to just, that's everything to me. I never appreciated that stuff when I was a kid, like he doesn't now. He doesn't know how to say thank you or please, or, or he'll say please and thank you, but 
he doesn't know how to just out of nowhere say, you know, I love you, dad. I never heard that from him. He'll say it in response. I don't know. It just sucks. You know, and it doesn't suck because he's such a good kid and we are still very close. But I think this car situation has really uh, put me on my heels. And then that on top of it is just like, well, I'm busting my ass to do anything I can. You know, spending money to come see you. I rented a car the other day and then he's like, oh, I want to go skiing. What the hell did I rent this car for? I don't need to go anywhere when I'm home. When I'm home, I'm home. I'm working. I'm on my editing. I go to the store. My car gets me there. I'm fine. So what did I rent this car for and to spend 70 bucks today on? Nothing. For you to the last minute tell me that, oh, I want to go skiing. It's just shit like that, man. It's, and I know if you're a parent out there, you either know what I'm talking about or you will soon. <laughs> it's, it's just not fun. And that's what I want to do. I want to have fun with the kid. They always say, don't be best friends with your kid. Well, guess what? I've been best friends with my kid for most of his life, and it's worked out just fine until now. So, <sighs> But I get it. I'm, I keep putting myself back to my teenage years, and I'm like, ah, yeah. <laughs> I was much worse. I was not only distant from my parents, but I was also a complete asshole at times. So, yeah. Hmm. So what do I do with that, you know, that hole in the heart, so to speak? I, I I've been single since 2004 years now. And that only let, that was only a seven month relationship, which five of those months were good. Actually talking to her on Instagram recently, just not as anything else. I think I mentioned this on a previous episode, but just as friends, we, we did get along really well at times. So it's cool to have any negativity erased and just be goofy and stuff and blah, 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 blah. But, um, I have been kind of like, re- I don't know, like just kind of wanting someone and, it, you know, there's people I talk to that are, could be, not many, <laughs> but they, they could be, you know, it, it, something could happen. I don't put a lot of stock into that stuff because I just don't. I'm not that guy. But if it does, wonderful. If it doesn't, then, I, like, I, I've been fine <laughs> by myself. I've been fine. I'm happy. I'd, like, I got a demanding cat. So there's, there's my relationship. Oh, anyways, before I get into your mail, I wanted to thank uh, Nita Marie uh, so much. Uh, We've known each other for years and years and years and years, and I just filmed her wedding. Uh, Not only thank you for that work, but um, I'm handling her uh, YouTube page. And this is kind of funny coming from me because the name of the YouTube page is Christian, oh my God, Nita Marie Christian Model. And uh, she does this awesome, like, I th- what OnlyFans page type stuff, but I handle her YouTube page and it's growing like crazy already. We've already got thousands of views and everything. So I'm getting pretty good at that stuff. And I learned a lot from the Asai TV end of it. And pretty soon we'll be able to monetize her and do all this other stuff. So I just wanted to say thank you for her, for the work and for uh, just being a good friend. Um, I don't have a lot of those in Colorado uh, where I live and I uh, appreciate it. It's just nice to uh, have someone to work with and that's in town, you know, and someone that actually appreciates what I do. Um, I work with a lot of people, and I think they appreciate what I do, but they, I'll be fucked if they show it. Um, like, <laughs> all the homegrown talent that I've given a TV show, all the, uh, you know, mega superstars that think they're fucking so important that their life story isn't worth promoting. Um, yeah. 
I'm used to that. And I'm used to being taken for granted at this point. And um, when someone like Nita comes along, who's like, dude, I love what you do. You're doing great. Thank you. I appreciate you. And here's some money. Like, holy crap, I'm getting paid by somebody This is for what I do. Like, holy crap, this is amazing. So anyway, Nita's awesome. Uh, there's a couple others that I might be working with soon, uh, handling their YouTube pages. Like, I, I used to make fun of YouTube. I did. I used to say, oh, it's not a legitimate thing. It's not very credible to have a show on YouTube. But now, not only do I completely pump uh, content into my YouTube page and doing live streams like I'm going to do here right after this, um, I'm helping other people do it. And I'm seeing the value in it. And we've finally been able to monetize our page. And I, uh, I'm exci- it's exciting. It's really exciting to see the numbers and look at the analytics and everything. I'm, I'm having a really good time with it. So anyways, go to the Asai TV uh, YouTube page and uh, click subscribe and like all the shit and leave comments, just not shitty ones. And uh, if you do, then they get removed and you get blocked. It's simple as that. But uh, go to subscribe to the Asai TV page. Asai TV in general. Now, don't get the YouTube page. That's just like a, a doormat for a side TV. A side TV is like a Netflix or a Hulu, the mom and pop shop of streaming television. You, yes, you can get a side TV right now for only $5 a month. Yes, that's less than a cup of coffee at Starbucks. It's actually less than that Americano uh, with an extra shot of espresso and one cream that makes you poop from Dunkin' Donuts. It's way less than that, like $1.50 less than that. And that's just one a day. You get the whole month of our hundreds of hours of all original ad-free TV shows. I mean, there's so much cool stuff. If you're a wrestling fan, you definitely need to be there. If you're a rock and roll fan, you definitely need to get there. If you like food and travel and drinks and experience and life, you definitely need to get a side TV. I'm just telling you, it's what you should be doing right now. As soon as you're done listening to my melodious voice, get on your Roku, get on your Amazon Fire Stick, your Apple TV, or just go to asytv.com. It's only five bucks, people. It's only five bucks. Get a side TV now. Anyway, oh, let's get to your mail. And then uh, this is going to be kind of a quick episode. I think it could be less than an hour. I have no idea. The timer on here is really weird. So I'm a. Uh, always clueless how long I'm going. What does that say? It says, uh, it goes by beats. I don't know what that even means. Like why I'm up to 16, 1,630 beats, two, three, four, five. Oh, it's just, it's weird. It's, I don't get it. Don't care. I'm sure there's a way to change it to time. So what does this do? I don't want to stop the recording though. Beats out oh, time. Holy shit. Look at that. I just fixed it. We've been going for 54 minutes. I'm going to keep this episode under an hour, so I got five minutes to answer eight questions here. Here's the question I get asked the most. When is ACW coming back? ACW is Asylum Championship Wrestling. It's the wrestling promotion that I ran for a lot of years, uh, over a decade. Um, First of all, Asylum Championship Wrestling will never come back. Asylum Wrestling is a project that's in the back of my mind. But I need success with a side TV first. It has to pay for it. I'm not going to run it like a wrestling promotion. It's going to be ran like a television show. I've said this before. But that's when I'm able to, when I have 10,000 subscribers or even 5,000 subscribers, at that point, I'll buy a new ring. I'll buy a big LED video wall. I'll buy a venue that we can also make a TV studio, that we can also do events and other things at. Um, 
it all boils down to you subscribing basically to a side TV. If you decide get a side TV, then we're one step closer. Um, but until then, I'm, it's not even on the, not even on the stove. Uh, let's see here. What's the secret to success on YouTube? I kind of already answered that. I don't know. It's a lot of luck. It's a lot of chance. It's a lot of, uh, just putting stuff out there. It's keywords. It's SEO stuff. It's metadata. It's hashtags. It's all kinds of stuff that I'm getting better. Obviously I'm getting better. I have a video now with 200,000 views on it. That's crazy. And it's a new video. Um, so I'm working on it. I'll let you know when I figure it out. Next question. Oh, and I'm not saying anybody's name either. Who cares? You know, if you ask these questions. Last time you were in a church, <laughs> I'm not a subscriber to organized religion or any religions. I don't buy into that stuff. But um, I remember uh, we filmed at the St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York City. That was probably the last time I was in a church for the New York Ham Show with Eddie Finocchiaro. Love me some Eddie. Um, beautiful place. I always thought churches were beautiful, and they have to be because it's entertainment. You have to be entertained. Um, like the Belisca, what is it? The I can't remember the name of it. And it may have been St. Patrick's Belisca or something like that as well in uh, New Orleans uh, in Jackson Square. It's a beautiful building, but it's entertainment. It's presentation. It's theater. Uh, that's why there's stained glass windows and these giant bells and towers and these statues of people. You have to be entertained. You don't get to see this stuff at home. So you go to these churches and you go, wow, this is even like the, sh- the tiniest churches have some sort of theatrics. That's why they wear the costumes and the hats and they have the big staffs and the giant Jesus on a cross behind the stage and they have songs and it, it's entertainment. Okay. This is entertainment. You can, if you need that in your life, there it is. I personally don't. Uh, I've been to a few weddings, you know, things like that. But um, in the army, I think the most memorable uh, before 9-11, keep in mind, and here's my conspiracy theory going off the rails. Before 9-11, I was in uh, the army, of course. Uh, I got out of the army 18 days before 9-11. I, I couldn't have known. Um, I kept waiting for them to call me back. They never did. So, so be it. Um, we, they took us all into a church. They pulled down all the shades. And then they started talking about plans on invading Afghanistan. And we're like, why? <laughs> we don't, like, that's the first I've ever heard of it. So, um, and then, like I said, I think like a month later, they, um, 9-11 happened. And I was already out of the army. And I was like, okay, that's why we're invading Afghanistan. So they knew they were going to invade Afghanistan before 9-11. I'm not making this shit up. That's why that was like the little seed that got into my brain and goes, okay. Um, hmm. Yeah. Anyways, um, I'm not going to get this done in a minute and 10 seconds. Do you believe in ghosts? I have no reason to, I have no reason not to. Um, I film father, son and a spooky ghost with my kid, but it's a comedy show. I used to do alone in the dark where I just go to places haunted, supposedly haunted alone. It was a comedy show. Um, I don't really, I've never seen it. If I haven't seen it, how can I believe it? But then again, on that logic, I've never seen, um, I've never seen Iraq, but I, I know it's there because I know a lot of wonderful people from Iraq, but I have never seen it in person. So how do I know it exists? I'm pretty sure it exists. But at the same time, I just, I've been in all these scary places. These like pronounced haunted, very haunted location. You're definitely going to see something tonight. You're definitely going to hear something. 
I've always been able to explain everything away, and I don't, uh, I do the shows because they're fun. I like being in creepy places. I like being in a dark room that has a history. I think it's cool. So anyways, biggest obstacle in health and fitness. Um, I hate gyms. I mean, me personally, I hate gyms. Um, my cat doesn't let me sleep and I'm addicted to food and cooking. So, and I like to be comfortable. I like to lay on the couch and watch TV. It's I'm 48 freaking years old. Okay. I enjoy that kind of stuff. So that's, that's a lot of obstacles, but that's it. And they're not obstacles. They're excuses. I'm not, I don't have obstacles. I have excuses. I'm not missing a leg. There's no reason I can't be out running right now instead of talking to you. Uh, let's see here. Um, I'm going to skip that one. What is your guilty TV pleasures? Uh, from Jamie. Uh, I watch a lot of wrestling. I, I don't watch as much as I used to because it's just not as good as it used to be. It's an exciting period right now, and especially because I know a lot of the people, so I have to kind of follow them just to support them, I guess. I feel like the need to support Mike and Maria Bennett. I feel the need to support Heath, um, Ivelisse when I can, uh, you know, find her stuff online or whatever. Um, yeah, Chelsea Green, she's become, I, I dare I say, a friend. Uh, I just... I try to support the people I like. I don't really care what promotion they are. I've been watching WWF, WWE since I was a kid. There's the cat. She's awake. That's the guttural meowing. Imagine hearing that shit at 5 a.m. It's awful. It's just the worst. Anyway, um, so yeah, I don't watch that much wrestling. I watch a lot of YouTube now. Like I said before, Van City Van Life, uh, Matt's RV Reviews, Trent and Allie, Kara and Nate, um, a lot of like, you know, top five, top 10 type shows and uh, BuzzFeed and Watcher is really cool. Um, I watch a lot of stuff like that. So I'm done with uh, true crime shows. I, I just, I can't, I, I watched a lot for a while when it was kind of the new trendy thing, but I, I just, you kind of realize like, wow, I'm being entertained by the worst possible thing in these people's life. I don't want to be that guy. And I just don't. I don't support it anymore. I don't want it on a side TV unless it's done tastefully and in a tribute style manner to those, you know, to the victims. Oh, I hate it now. I just, oh, this person's dead. Everybody watch this because this person died in a weird way. And then the guy killed her. And then, yeah. And then we got this weird twist to it. And yeah, you're entertained. I'm, fuck you. You know, I just like, I can't imagine losing a kid or losing a parent or something in a horrible way. And then someone making an entertaining TV show with, you know, obligatory drone footage to start it out. And then I hate it now. All right, last. And then I'm going to let you go because I'm, uh, I got more to do tonight. For or against David Chappelle? I imagine you mean um, Lee. I imagine you mean his recent stand-up thing, which I have watched, uh, The Closer on Netflix. Here's the thing, people. And, and, and I'm going to make this as simple as possible because I could literally do a whole show on this and I might next week. You have all the power. You have all the power. And what I mean by that is, let me see, let me hold my remote real quick. This is actually the remote to my air conditioning, but I'm going to pick it up here and uh, there's a power button on there. You could turn that shit off. You can turn on Netflix. You can scroll through all the different things to watch. You got Hulu. You got, you know, Amazon Prime. You've got Disney Plus and Discovery Plus and Plus Plus Plus. And you got all of these different streaming networks. You got a Sci TV, don't you? Well, if you don't, 
get that shit. But anyways, you have all the power in your hand in this remote. So the people that are bitching about this are the ones who picked up the remote, turned on Netflix, scrolled a little bit, found Dave Chappelle, the closer, clicked on that, then hit play after reading the description. If you read the description, clicked play, and then, boom, there's the Netflix logo, and then there's the intro to the show, and then there's Dave Chappelle on the thing, on the stage, and, and then he starts talking and saying jokes and funny stuff that most of us think is great. And then he says something that you don't agree with. And guess what? You still have all the power. You still have that remote within probably a foot of you. Pick it up, turn it off, shut the fuck up. It's as simple as that. If you don't like to hear something, if it hurts your widow feelings, shut up and turn it off. And the people that are bitching about what Dave Chappelle said, the people that are really bitching about it are the ones who probably didn't watch the whole special, didn't watch the whole stand-up routine. Because, listen, we don't have to like or even respect anyone for their decisions. We don't have to. If you want to be a racist piece of shit, guess what? You're allowed to be a racist piece of shit. You're still a piece of shit, but you're allowed to be a piece of shit. I see pieces of shit everywhere. I'm like a, in a freaking porta potty. It feels like where I live. Like I said, all the things that I hate, piece of shit, 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 piece of shit. And these are things that I can't turn off. These are other people being disrespectful and shitty. I can't just hit a remote control and say, get the fuck away from me. So I will bitch about it. But I bitch about it on my own platforms here. I don't bitch about it on Facebook, rarely, ever. Again, I just don't. Because I, don't, I just don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be seen that. I don't want to put all that negativity into the world. I'll do it on this podcast because it's my podcast. And if you don't like what I'm saying, oh my goodness. How are you listening? On the phone? <gasps> There's a stop button. There's an unsubscribe button. There's a whatever button. There's a block me if you have to. Click the mouse. Make it go away. Guess what? It'll never bother you again. It'll never scare you again. It'll never hurt you again. It's that easy. If you don't like it, don't listen to it. If, if you can. Now, when I'm forced to listen to shitty bass music or rap music, you know, blah, blah, fucking blah, blah, in my fucking living room from somebody's car outside, I can't turn that off. So, yes, I have every right to be pissed off. But if I don't like something that's on Netflix, you know how many times I've watched Donald Trump do a, a press conference or a live thing, even when he was president? You know how many times I've watched that? Zero. Because I don't want that in my life. I don't, I watch maybe just enough. If it just happens to come on, I'll be like, oh, that's stupid and turn it off. It's real simple, people. This whole cancel culture, easily offended, thin-skinned society that we live in today is lame. What do you expect? Did you not expect David Chappelle to say something controversial? Are you stupid? I grew up on Richard Pryor. I grew up on Eddie Murphy. I grew up on George Carlin, Cheech and Chong, Monty Python, Sam Kinison, Andrew Dice Clay. These were my heroes when I was growing up and still to, the, to a point are. Louis C.K. kind of is the new one. 
I love these people. And nothing they said aged very well at all, especially towards gays, especially towards women. But it's a different time. And these kids, these little cancel culture kids, the woke warriors that are under 25 years old, you people have not seen the progress that has been made. Even I haven't seen most of the progress that has been made since the 50s and 60s. You people wouldn't last a week back then. You want everything overnight. You want everything fixed overnight. We're going to cancel this so it can't hurt me anymore. You're lame. You're stupid and you're short-sighted and you're closed-minded and you have no respect or no willingness to even learn about the progress that has been made in, in decades. Think about the thousands of years before the 1950s. Ugh. If you weren't a white man in America, <laughs> Man, you had it rough. You think you have it rough now? (laughs) No. There's a lot that needs to be fixed, and it'll get there. You just have to wait. You you have to wait till the stupid people die off. You have to wait until the, the smart people can finally tune in like I did. I used to make gay jokes all the time. I used to make racist jokes all the time. We all did in the 70s, 80s, and even the 90s. We all did. We were all ignorant and stupid That's the one good thing about social media is that it taught us, oh, okay, being gay was weird in the 80s. It wasn't like, yeah, sure, there was a lot of people that were gay, but it wasn't everywhere. It wasn't like, oh, these are just people. We didn't know that because we were stupid. I was stupid. You know, you hear what I'm saying? And then we learned. That's called progress. Hello. It's not that difficult of a theory to figure out. So now here we are in 2021, heading into 2022, and we're like, okay, well, you're gay, so what? You're trans, so what? You're any color of the rainbow, who gives a shit? But the kids (laughs) that didn't grow up when it was really bad, they don't get it. Because all they've seen is what they've been alive long enough to see. And that hasn't been much, but it still has been a lot, even in the last five years. So don't just, just stop with the David Chappelle stuff. If you don't want to work at Netflix because David Chappelle's on there, guess what? 98% approval rating for his closer standup routine for that episode. 98%. And that 2% is loud as hell. And there, eh, it hurts me. Turn it off and it can't hurt you. Simple as that. And it wasn't even that negative towards trans people. I think trans people, I I don't care. Is it still weird? Yes. It's 0.2% of the American population. It's a very small people. Do I think drag drag queens are weird? And, And yes, but they're fabulous and wonderful at the same time. It's weird because it's not something that's in my life. Anything foreign to what you're used to is weird. If you're in the drag community and you see it every day, of course it's not weird because you see it every day. If you dress up like a woman and you're actually a man, guess what? It's not weird. It's not anything. It's just something that you see every day. If you're... Billy Bob out in the middle of Alabama that lives in a cabin who never leaves his farm and you see a drag queen, it's the weirdest, most exotic thing you've ever seen. That's why drag shows bring people. That's why there's crowds at, at, you know, these different, uh, what he performances and things like that, burlesque and all that. 
That's why there's crowds. If it was if it wasn't weird and exotic, then nobody would give a shit and nobody would go to a burlesque show or anything like that. Do you see what I'm getting at? People, calm the fuck down. The only reason, and I mean this, I know this, the only reason you raise your voice, that 0.2%, and you make such a fuss and you want to cancel people and, you're, and your thin skin is just bursting open with hate, The only reason you even talk about this is because social media has programmed you to think that people liking your status is actually giving you a status. It does not. Nobody cares about you. Nobody cares about your opinion. None of this shit matters. We're all going to be dead within 80 years. And you think that because you have no discernible talents, because you have no like popular opinion that's out there in the world that you're going to complain about this. You're going to jump on the back of this. You're going to jump on this bandwagon and you're going to put it out there and cry, 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 cry that you're going to get the attention you need. And like-minded, stupid people are going to hit the like button. And that's all that you care about. Your social media attention that you don't get at home. Get a fucking life. I'm Brandon Bishop. This is the Brandon Bishop podcast. I went 12 minutes over. I have to snuggle my cat because she really needs me. And I'll probably see you next week. Bye. Oh, and happy birthday, me.